Welcome, WSJF listeners, to the locally produced show called SJCC Clergy Q&A, where we take questions about our Catholic faith from you, and we have our St. Joseph Catholic Community clergy answer them. The goal of this program is to provide answers to a few questions about our faith that might help to support your faith life in today's very challenging environment. So thanks for sitting in to listen. Here's the host of SJCC Clergy Q&A, Bob Bastris, and his guest today, Father John Wardle. Good morning, Father John. It's good to see you again. Great to have the opportunity to ask some questions and get your answers to questions from our uh, parishioners. Well, thanks, Bob, for this welcome. I'm, I'm, I'm glad to be here, and it's a joy to talk to you about things that really matter. Great. Let's get right to the mailbag then. Our first question comes from William. Father, I have a problem understanding the Holy Trinity. I can find no explicit reference to the Trinity in either the Old or New Testaments, only vague references. Can you please explain this concept to me in layman's terms? No, actually, <laughs> this is impossible because the doctrine of the Holy Trinity really is a problem. It's a theological problem. Uh, as you noted, William, the term Trinity is not found in the Bible. And the Trinity as a theological doctrine is not explained. And so you have a, a problem with it, and, and so do I, and so does everyone else. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so where do we go from here? Well, it's very simple here because uh, we have to realize that our minds cannot grab a hold of three in one, okay? Um, three persons in, 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 in one divine being. And how we know that there is a trinity is because God has taught us to experience him as a trinity. And that's the most important point. The apostles all experience God as Trinity. In other words, the Father, when he spoke to Jesus at the baptism um, and at the transfiguration, said, uh, this is my beloved Son, in whom I'm well pleased. A Son is not inferior to a Father. And the, the Son taught us to pray to the Father. So we experience God the Father, as Jesus experiences God the Father. And God the Father and God the Son send to us the Holy Spirit, who is the third person of the Trinity. And so we learn about the Trinity, not so much by coming to it in our mind, or even in some ways in close exegetical work, we we come by it because that's how we experience God in our day to day. We experience God as Father. We experience Jesus Christ as His Son. And it's the Holy Spirit who reveals us who Jesus is, and Jesus is the one who reveals to us who the Father is. And uh, that is the crux of the matter. Um, we can't let ourselves get too bothered by the fact that this is hard for our intellect to get to wrap to wrap around because it is and that's why so many volumes have been written on on the trinity i really appreciated uh, that explanation as you gave it in a recent sermon and 
As I was growing up, we were taught that the Trinity is a mystery and that we really can't fully understand it and, and that the church teaches us that. But I'd let really in, appreciate the explanation that you've given that it's an experiential thing that, yeah. that that we know God through praying to God and listening to God we know Jesus through the word and through his teachings and that the Holy Spirit comes to us when we're really in need and we're talking to God and he sends us the spirit to help out I really appreciate that explanation uh, yes, Bob, and, and you know, there's a danger of just saying, well, the Holy Spirit, the, the Holy Trinity is a mystery, and it's leaving it at that, because then we'll say, oh, okay, well, then we'll leave it at that. <laughs> but um, uh, as we experience God as Trinity, we, we get deeper into the Trinity and in Trinitarian life, and that's where God invites us to come. Yeah. Well, thank you very much for that, mm -hmm. uh, John. Yeah. Uh, our second question comes from Marjorie. She says, Father, my son was recently severely injured in an accident. I can't understand how God let this happen. We have been devout Catholics our entire lives, but I am really upset. I am so angry at God right now. What can I do to try to regain my faith? Well, that's a hard question, and so... I'll just have to explain it from my own experience. In 1967, when I was 12 years old, I was playing games at my neighbor's house, and I, I ran through a storm door and cut my arm just above my elbow um, all the way to the bone. And I hit the artery, cut, severed the artery, and, and um, the windbreaker I had on instantly blew up like a balloon, you know, and, and blood was just everywhere. And uh, one of the women um, that were nearby there, she, they, 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 uh, they tied a tourniquet, took me to the hospital, okay. And so when my folks were notified that something happened over at the neighbor's house. They came and saw all this blood. And so it turned out that my nerves were severed as well. And um, they only grew back in time um, partially, you know, if this would have happened back uh, 10 years before, they may have just amputated the arm. But um, in, in, in the late 60s, they had enough knowledge to, to at least spare, you know. So, and my father, of course, he was, you know, he's my dad, you know, and uh, his boy. So, for years, when he looked at my arm, you just... He wouldn't do it in front of me, but he told me he just turned away and just wept, you know, because of what happened, you know. But when you're young, you sort of sort of adjust, and and um, do I have answers for it? Well, they sort of come in life, you know. And uh, ten years later, I was trying out for the basketball team, you know, and uh, and when you get in the upper levels, you know, you you really have to be able to dribble both hands just as well. As, you know, you have to be able to drive both ways, and right. I had to. I had a quick move to the left, you know, because <laughs> I had a good left hand, but then I, I just couldn't compete. And I remember it being so sad my freshman year in, in college because I, I just, I couldn't, this wasn't good enough because of my injury. So I remember asking God, well, what can I do, you know? <laughs> and it just came to me as clear as a bell. You love the Bible, okay? And so 
just give yourself over to studying scriptures. And that's what I did. You know, I, I still played pickup ball, but it wasn't my focus. My focus became the Bible, and that sort of got me into the ministry long term. And, and there's even another thing I learned just um, in the last eight years, and I'm 66, so, you know. And uh, that's when I be- became a Catholic priest, and, and there's a lot of hands-on stuff going up in front of everybody. Right. And so I'm aware of the fact that I have a deformed hand when I'm doing this in front of everybody. And God told me, he says, you know, John, that's, that's just, it's good for your hum- humility. <laughs> Here I am doing the most important thing on earth, right? And yet, I look at my deformity, I see, well, you know, God is the one that works through my injury, you know. And it, it was, so it took me a, a whole life to sort of unpack my inner injury. But I, I, you can see if you live along and you, you walk with God that sometimes answers come, but they don't come very quickly. <laughs> yeah. Do you recommend uh, prayer and and? Maybe counseling and self-reflection. Oh yeah, yeah, all of that, and uh, and to realize that even though it seems so senseless, whatever the injury may be, that that God is behind the whole thing, and He uses things that are really bad in our life to to bring good things out. But again, it takes a long time to unravel that. And uh, it's an act of faith to, to be able to say, you know, God, I I accept this. It's my boy, you know, it breaks your heart. But we can go one or two ways with this. We can either become bitter or we can, like you say, go to prayer, go to counseling, get help as much as you can in direction. And after a while, uh, even though you might never get a real clear answer, you, at least you you get peace knowing that mm-hmm. that God is in the whole thing. Yeah. And one door closes, another yeah, opens. always opportunities. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Our next question comes from Steve. Father, I feel like I committed an unpardonable sin. It happened many years ago, and I have confessed it, but I still feel that it's something that is unforgivable. What can I do to accept? and understand God's forgiveness? Well, the, the first thing I would say is that if he's concerned that he's committed an unpardonable sin and he has not committed it, because the unpardonable sin in Scripture is a very specific thing. It's, it's attributing to the power of the Holy Spirit. Well, back in the Gospels, let's just back up here. In the Gospels, um, the antagonists of Jesus were saying that Jesus was doing all these wonderful, beautiful things and healings through the power of the whole of, of the devil. Okay, and what Jesus is saying, you've committed the unpardonable sin, or you're in danger of it, because you're hardening your, yourself so much to God that you can't see God anymore. You don't even want to see God anymore. And so, no matter what sin this gentleman is concerned about, he's got to understand that if he's repentant and he feels bad about it, uh, then he has not committed that sin because anybody who commits the unpartable sin no longer cares because that's the hardness that Jesus is talking about. 
So turning your back on God is the yeah, pardonable that, sin. And as right. long as Steve or anyone else feels like uh, they are sorry for their sins and have tried to make retribution, they haven't turned their back on God. That's right. And, and Steve's got the work on something, okay? And that something is this. He believes that his sins are more powerful than Jesus' ability to forgive. And the sacrifice of Jesus is far more powerful than any conceivable sin that we may have remorse for. Well, thank you for that. That's very helpful. And I hope that helps Steve out as well. Well, we thank you very much today, Father John, for your inspirational talk, and we will... I look forward to our next conversation. Oh, I'm too. It's always great to be with you, Bob. God bless you. Thank you. Thanks to our participants today on the SJCC Clergy Q&A Show. We want to invite our listeners to take part in the show by sending in questions to be answered. If you have a question you'd like to hear on the program, email it to wsjf at stjoseph.cc. That's wsjf at saintjoseph.cc with Q&A in the subject line. Or leave your name and question on our studio phone line at 443-920-9125. That number again is 443-920-9125. Thanks again for listening and for your support of WSJF 92.7 FM. We'll catch you next time on SJCC Clergy Q&A.